All right, let's talk about your scalable offer as a service provider, as a creative entrepreneur that really wants to scale their business. I'm gonna share with you the top five mistakes that I see in the market and what people are doing um, that are really jeopardizing the ability to scale and what you should do instead. So I'm gonna break these down for you really quickly. There are five of them um, and make sure you drop your comments, questions, things in the box below. If you are watching this on YouTube, if you are listening to this on a podcast, be sure to DM me your questions or you know leave me a review and ask me a question there too. You can also go to ashleyparagoy.com and submit a question as well. So I'm just going to dive right in and start with number one. Number one is still relying on you to sell. And what this really boils down to really simply is getting comfortable with technology. I cannot tell you the number of clients that I have worked with that are afraid of tech or they're afraid they're going to break something. And I will tell you, I used to say to them, I promise you, you can't break it. Well, I've had that happen actually once or twice and I'm like, oh my gosh, you broke it. So it can happen, but there's nothing that you can do that can't be fixed. I mean, the programs, the platforms, they are what they are. Now, one suggestion I do strongly want to recommend is that when you are adopting certain technologies and automations and things into your business, go with one that is established. I know that it is super, um, you know, intriguing to buy like the, the cheapest thing or just get the free thing, but there's a reason why. And there's, there's so many limitations I'm not only on the ability to reach out to people to get help from that platform, but also in the capabilities of that platform. And sometimes with the free version, you're, you may lose your, lose your ability to really capture the data that is such a key indicator of really how your marketing is going, how your business is going in general, and being able to track all the things. And if data scares you, I promise you it is like your bread and butter to everything. And data is not scary. Data can be something as simple as um, who clicked on this link. I mean, that's data. And it's so important. So getting comfortable with technology. This doesn't mean you have to do it all at one time. Start with literally one thing. So I feel like the most important piece of technology you can really get comfortable with is number one, your email marketing. Number two in my book would be Google Analytics, Facebook Analytics. To know all of those things, especially if you're running any kind of ads, knowing how to determine is this working? Um, I will tell you and share with you a story. Um, I had a client who had hired a very high ticket um, Facebook manager. And when I went into this account, um, I noticed red flags right away. And so I don't mean to tell you that to scare you, but just make sure that at least you have um, some sort of um, insight on to how to tell if your if your ads are working or not. If you are looking for help with that, um, I will share with you a link of just some metrics that you can capture and and really know and look at. Um, so definitely um, go to ashleyparagoy.com and you will see that option to download that. It's going to be. Uh, at, I haven't even like named it officially yet, but something to the nature of, you know, the Facebook metrics that matter. 
maybe we'll just do that. So definitely go to ashleyparagoy.com and get that because this will help you know, okay, this is what you need to look for and here's where to find those mess um, those metrics in your Facebook business manager account. Um, so I would love to have share that with you because I think it's super important. Um, so yes, definitely getting comfortable with at least those two technologies to start with. Um, don't try to do all the things. Don't try to um, overwhelm yourself because then you're going to get bogged down and it's going to be an energy suck for you instead of, you know, something that's actually productive. So that's important. Um, number two is giving up too soon. When people create a scalable offer, this is an offer that um, needs to be able to really sell as many as possible. And that doesn't mean that it's going to happen overnight. You should really be more um, grateful for any sale that comes through. So what happens, especially if you are just launching it and just putting it out there, you might be overwhelmed with like, oh, this person put their offer out and they have like a million sales, right? That doesn't happen overnight either. I can assure you that every single person that has quote unquote made it has gone through exactly what you're going through when you're trying to scale an offer. And a scalable offer that you can sell as many as you want to, no matter what, no limitations, not relying on you, is going to work if you just keep at it. And start with one offer, or you can also do like a product suite, but have just like a, a direct kind of customer journey of what you're actually creating and selling and who you are helping. So one customer journey, one ideal client to start with, and then one scalable offer to start with before you add in any more that's going to be your bread and butter and one month you might have five sales the next month you're going to have 10 then you're going to have 20 then you're going to have 30 and then it's going to quadruple and really just build and build and build and it's something that takes a lot of patience which some entrepreneurs like myself don't have a lot of but if you just hang tight with it and and follow the flow and understand that these things happen um, just kind of gradually and then it's like a light bulb goes off. That's just the nature of the beast. Okay, so so be patient, keep trying, optimize, um, and also by knowing your data, you'll know if it is your offer or your sales page or your ad if you're running any ads. So that's super helpful going back to number one. Okay, number three is trying to show up in too many places. I know you have heard this probably from every other business coach or consultant um, out there, right? If you haven't, I'm gonna be the first one to say it to you. So if you are trying to show up on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and Pinterest and um, Clubhouse and TikTok, all the things, especially if you're just getting started, you're basically putting yourself out there in such a broad spectrum and each of them are very different. While I know that um, you can definitely recreate content, each platform has its own like formula for putting out that content that works best for them and that that actual platform. So if you are putting out something on Facebook and then putting it on, you know, a different platform, 
just understand that that platform has its own algorithm that's very different than Facebook. So don't just assume that you can put out the same content and get the same response on all the platforms. Um, and what happens is that it, this is something that is not only an, an energy suck and a time suck, but you also have to understand that you have to manage these platforms. So it's not just post it and forget it you really should be engaging back with the people that are commenting, liking, sharing. And unless you have a team already established, that's like very limited in time, right? Like even us, like we have a team of six going on seven and we are still primarily focused on Facebook and Instagram. I mean, that's just where we kind of hang out the most. It doesn't mean that we're not on LinkedIn and reaching out to people momentarily, but I'm not like trying to post in all these places and then have to um, like worry about, okay, are they getting tended to? Are they getting engaged back with? Or is it just like a wash and it's just out there and it's meaningless at that point? Um, so really focus in on one platform at a time. Once you master that, hire a different team to take over another platform or, or a contractor even test out the waters for a good three to six months also before just saying, oh, that platform doesn't work, okay? Um, number four is live launching. Now, granted, eventually, whenever you put out anything, it's technically a live launch. But what I'm referring to here is a scalable offer. So I'm not talking about like your mastermind that opens up every, you know, certain time period, whether that's one time a year or two times a year. And I'm not talking about your, um, you know, your group program either, like really that, that maybe you want to really be like boutique-ish, right? I'm talking about big scalable offers here. If you want to do a big scalable offer, I recommend not doing a live launch every month, two months, three months. It is going to be super draining, especially if, okay, so let me back up here. Some people love live launching, but as a creative entrepreneur myself, coming from, you know, I started my business as a marketing agency doing all things marketing, um, you know, six or seven years ago. And then the business has grown from there and, and pivoted and scaled and done all these like amazing things. But what happens is when you are like in this live launch mode, um, you're gonna find that you have to watch a ton more data. You have to be on pretty much 24 seven. You've gotta have people watching every single thing from opens to clicks to like all the things to make it the most productive live launch. Um, in addition to that, a lot of people feel like they have to recreate the wheel every time they live launch. If you want to automate your quote unquote live launches, that's a different story and there is a way to do that. But if we're talking about the nitty gritty of scalable offers for the creative entrepreneur who is a copywriter, a photographer, a branding expert, um, a graphic designer, um, an interior designer, any of these types of people, we're almost in this space where we're like, we are the creative hub. We are the creative mind behind the business. And if you are live launching, especially if you don't have a team to support that, like a really good strong team um, that is like experts in all the different things, you could, you will get burnout, right? I, I, I know you guys, I know how this works. Um, and it's a lot. You want to stay in your creative genius zone of creativity, doing what you love to do. And live launching is not recommended 
for these creative entrepreneurs. In my opinion, you might find that you feel something else, but I feel like scalable offers, it, it's just, they don't match. They don't mesh well together, okay? Number five, sorry, I went on a tangent on that. Number five, um, comparing your success and offers to others. This is simply stated as, oh, um, I'm, a, I'm a logo designer and I see like this other logo designer that put out a course on how to create logos or how to, um, or maybe like they have a Canva templates and all these things, right? Oh, they're doing really well. I'm going to do basically the same thing and oh, my offers flopped. I did something wrong. I'm going to change it. And what happens is you go through this cycle of always wanting to change, never sticking to something and letting it stick, letting it gravitate and, and pull in people and optimize your offer because your offer is created for people that want to buy and work with you. And so that is very different than an offer that somebody else is selling that may be a similar offer, but they're not you. Your business is your business. Their business is their business. Your offer is your offer and you are you. You are a creative entrepreneur and you are basically the, the hub, again, of the business. You are the content expert. You are the creative genius behind this. People want to buy into your talent. And so you don't want to compare your offer to somebody else's because they are not you. You are not them. Okay, break up with that habit. It is the worst habit you can probably establish. You get all these like feelings of well, they're doing it like this and they're like, it's one thing to do market research and see kind of like, okay, they're really successful. What are they doing? Like you can definitely do that, but turn it into something that feels good to you because if you try to mold yourself into them, you're also gonna feel like a friction and it's not gonna allow you to come off authentically. You're not gonna be in your creative zone of genius or your expertise. You're gonna feel like an energy suck and that's just all around not a good combination. All right, so that wraps up those top five mistakes or the biggest mistakes when creating scalable offers. Um, feel free again to comment below, ask questions if you are watching this on YouTube. If not, um, definitely send me a DM or send, go to ashleyparagoy.com and send us a message. All right, thank you so much and I will see you next time and you'll hear me next time. Bye.